Omnicorp presents Dissecting the 80s. I am Tripolino, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers, and joining me today for this special presentation is my tag team partner, the Macho Mandrew. Super. <laughs> different, different, it's the same energy. Different, but the same. Different yep, brand. Same energy. Also, you didn't say your name. Andrew Leno. Okay. Uh, yes, I did have that thought several times during this, which is fascinating to me because I don't think of James Cameron as somebody who can take himself not seriously. But the 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 Terminator Two 3D experience Universal is sort of a RoboCopy thing, which is like certainly not the same as the other Terminator stuff. I can see that. Um, but RoboCop is turning. Is it thirty five or forty? Gotta be thirty five, right? This feels, it feels like it feels more mid eighties. Yeah, uh, 35. And so we are celebrating by the uh, first time watch for me. First time watch for you. Yeah, I've so I've seen I've seen parodies and I've seen. Yes. People on the Internet play the Robocop v- uh, VHS game. Oh, like a FMV type thing. No, it's so it's like uh, it's sort of like old, like very original um, uh, seen it where basically like they play oh, the okay. tape. And it'll be like, like you find a spot on the tape that says like precinct or like wherever you are on the board and you watch the clip and it'll be like, you take damage or whatever. Huh. Well, anyway, we watched RoboCop, not the VHS game version of it. And you know what that means. We got to go back. We got to go dissect the 80s. It's your less effective cop. Something's got your less effective cop. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Great Scott. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Uh, so I've seen like pieces of this movie, like probably on cable, and certainly the same way you have, but I've yeah. never like pointedly sat down and watched it, and I was not really sure what I was getting into here. And in hindsight, I feel stupid for thinking that because. Verhoeven directed Starship Troopers, which is a movie I revisited in the past couple of years and is incredibly good. Like, so good. I've heard a lot of so good things. Very much. Yeah, it's it's. I think he also did really, Showgirls. He did. He has one of the weirdest filmographies, uh, maybe of anyone. But he does violent satire really incredibly well. That's the, the hook with both this and Starship Troopers. I have not seen Showgirls. I've probably, like... I knew of it because I knew there was nudity in it, but it was like that that movie had so much nudity that like no parent would let you rent that. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like that was that was like everyone's like, no, I don't think so. It was like that and strip tees were like off limits. Like <laughs> that one's Danny Moore, like, right? I, yeah, yeah. Uh I <laughs> the one I always remember because our neighbor was like, Did you watch this? I mean, it's fine if you want to see Demi Moore's boobs, but it's not really much of a movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that, you know, those were verboten for, for, for that. But so I never watched this and then I just couldn't get over how much I liked so much of this. It starts off right in the beginning. I knew I'd be on the board with, it was on board with this movie with the, uh, the fake heart commercial that they run. Well, I honestly really love all of the TV stuff that they show, like the news, uh, the news segments and the commercials, Mm -hmm. like they are all, I wish there was more of them. Like, I almost yeah, wish it was yeah. kind of that, like, there's a word for it when your movie is like, like, there's a movie that looks like it's all on kids, someone's laptop, like it's a, a, yeah. a girl's father trying yeah. to find her. So it's like, yeah, 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 that John Cho movie. Yes, thank you. Um, 
so like if it was like that where it was just like someone flipping through the channels and just that's how we got the story of robocop was through like news updates and bulletins yeah yeah that i would watch that version of it 100 and like you'd have like interstitials i will say if you like that thing i know i've recommended it at large but i'm not sure if you've ever actually watched it but you should check out wnuf halloween special which is like kind of the energy you're talking about okay I've, i don't, i have not it's- checked it out it's it's a uh, it's the one made by that uh, local guy in Baltimore. So I I've met him a few oh, times. Right. I wouldn't call his friends or anything, but he's he's a nice person and his his movie is very cool. Um, put that on your Halloween list. It's short and fun, and it's like the gimmick is it's a news broadcast that goes awry and it has like fake commercials and it looks like a, a TV tape. Okay, it's tape rad. Off television kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you should you should check that out. Uh, but anyway, um. The new stuff is amazing. The fake commercials are amazing. The weird, I'd buy that for a dollar is amazing. Like, so what is that show supposed to be? Is it supposed to be like like porns on TV? Because that's the vibe I, I get. I think it's like Three's Company taken to its like raunchiest is the vibe I got, right? Because like I've never actually watched a Three's Maybe. Company, but I, what I know of three com- Three's Company is like... People tell me I'm the blonde women. one. It, the, the women? Yeah. Of the women? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm clearly not Tony. Tony Danza? No, no it's uh, it's uh, the one that... Uh, Ritter. Ritter. Yeah, I'm clearly not yeah. John Ritter. Yeah, that's why I was confused. But no, I, I think the gimmick of that is like, there's, like, they're not allowed to cohabit. He to has to pretend he's gay. Yeah, something like that. And they're, like, are constantly having hijinks where the... Uh, What's the hell's his name? The 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 guy who's in all the Disney movies we liked as a kid. He does got a funny voice, and he was on uh uh the Jim Varney. Goddamn! No, 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 older than that. He he was like the the goddamn show that Ron Howard was on as Oh Happy Days. He no 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 before that. Oh, are you talking about um? Is it is it the uh the ghost of Mr. Limpet? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Mr. Don Knotts. Yes, Don Knotts. Jesus. Don Knotts is the landlord in that show? I'm pretty sure Don Knotts is the landlord. Again, never seen it. I'm just going on what I think. But I really don't I, think Don Knotts is the landlord in Three's Company. I think that you're wrong. I, I'm going to Google this, but I'm like I said, pretty sure it's like, oh, they keep catching him in situations that like look, you know, out of sorts. And it's not really, uh, you know, the thing. Yeah, Don Knotts, Three's Company. Okay. Right. Yeah. I stand corrected. I just I've never heard anyone talk about Don Knotts in relation to Three's Company. <laughs> he also played Ralph Furley on the highly rated sitcom Three's Company from 1979 to 1984. I'm glad <laughs> that my brain still is somewhat functional, despite the fact that I couldn't bring Don Knotts's name into save my life. Anyway, I don't know why I got in a tangent, but I think it's like supposed to be like your standard 80s sitcom, but taken to the like the most absurdist extreme. So like it's it's violent in a way that's like kind of upset. Like it, it's like he's pieing these women in the face, but he's doing so in like a violent way, not like a fun Muppet way. You know what I mean? Well, and it's sexual feel. Like, I, I don't I, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying I'm turned on by it, but it is it feels inherently <laughs> like they're trying to be yes. sexual. Absolutely. Like this version of Detroit feels like Biff's Detroit. Yes, a great, great pull. Yes, it's or or like Escape from New York ish. Yeah, it's it's energy. like on its way to Escape from New York. Yeah. Um. So we start off with like some of the fake commercials, which kind of immediately sets the table for the tone of this movie, which is that we're doing like a dark satire about violence and also sort of the fascist nature of of uh, the police, the police force. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I was I was not trying to not say it. I was trying to use actually it. guidelines say we don't uh, say force. We say service. Force has an aggressive tone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, that's that's the energy. Um, 
but it, it's interesting because I feel like this movie is beloved as this like gloriously over the top action movie, and I think it it is that certainly. But I think it's like not subtle about the message of the, of what's there, and it's fascinating to me of how much people miss it. Much like Starship uh, Troopers you know, with Starship Troopers, yeah. I, I, even like as far back as like a month ago, I was a Reddit post, and this guy was like, "Yeah, like they turned the, the the movie is just like all this mindless action. There's like none of this subtle you know stuff." And I'm like, "What movie did you watch?" Because it's all subtle jazz at like a fascist bent. So anyway, uh, two things Verhoeven loves talking about fascism and also co-ed showering. Yeah. <laughs> his, his two favorite But things, it's weird. I so think. it's not, it doesn't look like a co-ed shower. It looks like a men's shower next to a co-ed locker room. Fair. So maybe there's like just men in. It's the all open. There's no time. doors separating. It's right. just like, it seems like right. this is the men's wing and that's the women's wing. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, ooh, man butt. And then the camera like tracks and I was like, and boobs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is a classic Verhoeven casual co-ed nudity. nudity. Like everyone is just naked together. They don't care. Um, we get Peter Weller uh, arriving as like the new new, new cop transferred in. Uh, one of four actors in this movie that appeared also on Psych, making this the psychiest movie we've ever done. So is do they like, is that the joke on Psych? That like, oh, no, they're all. They all are, they, no, they all they they weren't on Psych together. They have just all appeared on Psych. Oh, because I just assumed that Psych would have been like, oh, it's our RoboCop episode. No, no, and his no, name is just, Robert they, Cop or something. <laughs> across all of the runs of Psych, they got four of these guys. Hmm. Kurtwood Smith played like uh, his dad's ex partner with dementia in an episode. They like helped him solve a crime that he was like partially remembering. Okay. Uh, 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 I'm not going to remember the other episodes. I'm not going to make you all this. Ray Wise was on a bunch of episodes. I know you know Ray Wise. The uh, Devil, Peter right? Weller was on Psych. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, Reaper. And then, um, uh, uh, damn it, I wrote his name down and I Is it forgot it. Kurtwood Smith? No, the other one. Uh, we'll get to it when I come to it. Uh, I wrote his name down. It's, uh, but uh, unfortunately. I'm surprised Kurtwood Smith. Was, actually, no, I'm surprised Kurtwood Smith was not on Psych. That feels like. No, Kurtwood Smith was on Psych. I was just trying to remember oh. Miguel Ferrer's name. Kurtwood Smith played Henry's ex-partner who had to... Oh, that was him. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so we've got a, a, a nice nice fracas in the lobby, which I think uh, the introduction of this character is fantastic. You see her competent. She's capable. She's good at her job. She's Chris Harkinson again. <laughs> yes. But she, like, you know, it's like one quick scene. We see her... See this problem get out of hand, see her handle it, introduce herself to Peter Weller. Like they have some good chemistry and not in like a romantic way. It's just like they they vibe, yeah. and, which is nice. Um, and she's she's great. She's really, really good in this. And I have written her name down, both her and Nancy her Allen is her real name. But Chris, I call her Chris Harginson because that's burned into my brain forever. <laughs> yeah, I think the character's name is Lisa. But uh, thank you for for getting that. Um, I, I, and there's also like a really funny part. So like they're introduced and it's like, yeah, here's your new partner, blah, blah, blah. She's got that eighties short haircut that like yes. isn't super flattering, but was just On everywhere. No it's, head shape is made better. It's like nearly a flat top. Yes. It's like yes. the, the flat top for women. Yeah. Flat top for women. <laughs> now, like if Talbot's, if Talbot's <laughs> sold the flat top, this is what it would be. <laughs> I'm imagining it's like a kit, like you put it on your head. Like a Floby? Like a bowl cut thing. Yeah, well, like between a Floby and a bowl cut where it's like you put it on, it shapes the hair, and then you just like shoom, shoom. Now you've got like yeah. the the you know, the L'Oreal bowl for her, the flat top for her. It's pink. Oh, for sure. It's like a pink plastic thing that sits on your head. 
Um, and I like there's also like a nice thing with the with the kind of, you know, the dynamic of the relationship and not in like a gross way. He's like, oh, I drive. And he like snatches the keys. And you can see like because she's like, like, well, she first says like, hey, since you don't know the streets, to, since you're new, I'll drive since you don't know the, since you don't know the streets. And he was like, nah, yeah. driving's how I break in a new partner. And I was like, OK, cool, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you guys have this tete a tete, and it's like clearly she's gonna have something to say about that. But it's like I'll just let this one go. Like you, like she does. This a is lot not the really battle. Great. Yeah, exactly. And it's all it's all done with like small expressions and body language stuff. It's just both really good performances here. I've never been a huge fan of Peter Weller. I think he plays creeps better than he plays good guys. What else has he done? A... Like that I would know. Broad strokes. Yeah, he's a he plays villains a lot. He was definitely a villain in one of those Star Treks or like a pseudo villain, uh, if not one of the big one, like one of the more recent Star Treks. Oh, um, he's he's definitely a, I mean, he's a greasy looking guy. You know, I'm not saying anything mm. that Peter Weller isn't aware of. He has a type. And so I'm sure you've seen him in other stuff uh, other than Psych. But uh, I, coming to mind, I, I can't pull it for you right now. I'm sorry. Oh, OK, uh, it turns out when you when you're both uh, you you. you Getting married, get moving, your brain stops working in optimal things. So fair. Um, and it's I'm already over 35. So again, as we said, loose wires up there, just like <laughs> frantically running electricity. Occasionally, they'll swing and touch each other, and something we get something yes, good. But it's yes. I have to, I have to put a lot of juice in to make the wires powered so much that they physically touch. Sometimes it's just like. Ring, ring. Uh, so we get Miguel Ferreira, who's going to be our, like, uh, not quite antagonist, but like one of the moving parts of this, which is part of I, what I really like about this. Yeah, is I would call him an antagonist. But there's like, there's two levels to it, right? So like, part about this movie is about is like, hey, you shouldn't let this private corporation have so much power, which is like, yeah, you're right. That's just generally true. We haven't learned that um, lesson, but yeah. No, no. And so, um, actually, funny enough, Omnicorp's logo, which is like a bunch of, it's almost like a bunch of C's connected in, in like a grid, mm-hmm. uh, like a hexagon uh, pattern. There's a sign on one of the roads I drive on that has that logo on it. And I assume it is for some like local something or other. But I keep, every time I drive by it, and I'm always driving so I can't get a picture of it, I'm like, didn't anyone think to look this up? It's like a pretty evil corporation's logo. Although I will say, I, their logo doesn't stick out like Wayland Utani sticks out. Fair. Cyberdyne Umbrella Corps. Yeah, like their their logo they like their marketing department like I always said um whoever like works at Capcom and like designed Umbrella Corporation must yeah, have yeah. been in real market, like a real marketing person because it always <laughs> feels like a real pharmaceutical company commercial. Yes. Yeah, absolutely it does. And the umbrella yeah, the logo is perfect. Energy. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm with you. Uh, I thought you were talking about, <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I want to know, I, like, I want the movie about the marketing department designing the Omnicorp logo, which I also would watch. I mean, just like- I've gone on record saying I wanted the, I wanted a special feature on the Jurassic World DVD to be planning your Jurassic World vacation. Yes, like, 100%. That, that, that they didn't do that is genuinely insulting to me. Yes. So like, yeah, you, I'm offended. you're damn right. I also want the, the mini series of the marketing department of evil corporations. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like a very genuinely funny idea for like you go to do a sitcom that's like the marketing company that only works for the bad guys. Yeah. You know, they get hired by Blofeld in the Bond universe, whatever. And you can like wink at these things, right? Like you have them come in and be like, okay, so we're doing a presentation for a completely automated police force. And then you have them do like a different Ed 209 thing. Yeah. I like, I, I, I want, I want this show, but they tried something similar in that like, 
weird version of the thing you know where it was like people who were lived in a superhero city and they were like i think part of their company sold in like superhero insurance and the other part like okay. made gadgets for superhero to like protect citizens from superhero-y okay okay I, I, I don't know this at all i think vanessa hudgens was in it and oh, ron okay. fuentes from okay. harley quinn king shark and harley quinn funches funches thank you i think he was in it i, I will have to i will have to look i could be completely know, wrong it sounds interesting yeah but it was like a one season thing that was like too weird for the network which i think is exactly what would happen to our oh yeah yeah our show needs to be on on a streaming service yeah a hundred percent yeah um we didn't mention but our our boy rob botten doing special effects here mm-hmm. really delightful they're good uh, they're very good uh we'll talk about a bunch of them as we go here but uh so we've got uh miguel ferreira he's pissed off at work oh, that, yeah that's sorry I, I lost my train there so there's like the direct antagonist is the um, Kurt is Dick Jones. Kurtwood Smith stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's the Kurtwood Smith stuff of like he's a drug dealer and he's the one who ends up spoilers killing Peter Weller and blah blah. blah. But then like Miguel Ferrer has this cool arc with OmniCorp and then eventually those can- things end up intersecting. So yeah, he um, his part of his we're at, we're at a board meeting at OmniCorp and he's basically like we've turned nonprofit into profit and I was like that is yes. that that's America. Not how that's supposed to work, but okay. Uh, so we get Ed 209, which is stop motion, but really good. I love like, all of it. Yeah. He's also it's a, it's a, a marvel of engineering idiocy. Like, there yeah. are no good decisions in the design of Ed 209. Ed 209. He looks like you could push him over from behind very easily. Like, he's he looks tipped. Like, a, like an adat walker? Yeah. Worse, though, because he's got that, like, long snout. So, like, I feel like all his weight is over the tips of his toes, which is, you know, worse than the... Those are, like, high on stilts, also bad. Yeah. But I feel like this has, this has like, the ability that, like, a couple of punk kids could just shove him over. But, it, yeah, it's just, like, nothing about it is smart design. He The fact that he has legs and not treads with tire... Like, tired treads. Yeah. Or, is that what you... Treads, is that what you call, like, a, a, a yep, tank yep, wheel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tank tread, yeah. Like, he... He needs. He should probably have had hands to be able to grab things or whatever. Yes. Genuinely, the robots in Chopping Mall seem more practical for this function than Ed 209. Yes, and they're just trash cans. Yeah. Uh, and later we find out that he can't go up and down stairs, which is which, just like such a... Mwah, it's genius. It's genius writing. It's like they, they couldn't figure out that that was something that their suburban... Or, or sorry, urban police robot should have to be able to do. Yeah, it, it's just like I, so I was like, I knew that was a thing because that was one of the little things I knew about this movie, and I was just like, someone got would have gotten fired. Like if if someone came to, yeah. to Jeff fucking Bezos and was like, hey, or what's the other one? What's Tesla man? Elon, Elon. and they were like, hey, I've designed a car, but the wheels don't work. It's like, okay, you're fired. Someone else redesign everything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and so they are like, okay, we're gonna do a demonstration. And they pick this poor schmuck out of the boardroom seat, and they're like, here, hold this gun. And then things like, stop, p- uh, police, you are under arrest. And he throws. The you gun have twenty down. seconds to comply. That's it. Yes, thank you. And so he, of course, throws the gun down, and it's like, well, I've seen Chopping Mall. I know the, how this. Goes. Yeah, this is not going well. <laughs> and he, he throws the gun down, and then it's like, you now have fifteen uh, seconds to comply, and everyone's <laughs> like, uh. Huh? This dude immediately looks like he's wetting his pants, as I would be, and he starts like trying to hide behind people. And is it Miguel Ferreira who shoves him away? Oh yeah, he knows yeah. that this is not going to end well. 
Yeah. He shoves him over, and this dude gets shot with. It's got to be a hundred squibs. It's like, the squib budget is bananas. <laughs> Bananas. That's a, that's a big callback. Bananas hasn't been on the podcast in some time. Oh, has it not? I feel like we've gone away from bananas, but it is the correct word to describe what happens to this man who gets turned into jelly. Well, this whole movie, like the the oh yeah, <laughs> I think the violence is too realistic. I guess I know I, yeah. I know it's heightened, but like yeah, no, I'm with you. I feel I, it feels to me like. A lot of the villains have like a Roger Rabbit rabbit energy. Like the goons uh-huh. are literally the hyenas in Lion King or the weasels in Roger Rabbit. They're like, hey, yeah. we're bad guys. I killed a lady. Yes. <laughs> there, there's a point which one is dangling off the back of a car and shooting like up in the air. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that energy makes sense to me. But then you show this like very gratuitous gore, violence, blood, yeah. gun play. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know for me. I don't know that these two flavors go together. I I agree with you, but I think that's the point. Like, I think it's supposed to draw you in and then make you uncomfortable. Okay. It's like, you're you're laughing at this. You should think about that. I think is what the point is of the movie. At least that's- Very opinion. well could be. You know, it, it, uh, it's like, because I'm with you 100%. It's like, if you flavor this a little differently, like if you make the violence, like you can tweak this violence a little and it's like very over the top in kind of a fun, silly way. But I don't, I don't think that's what he wants you to do. I do think he wants you to be uncomfortable at the end of the day. That's you know my interpretation of the yeah. intent. It's like, I think you're getting exactly what he wants, which is you're like, Oh, this is fun. Oh, Oh no, it's real. You know? Yeah. Cause I'm mean, like the, to me, the board that doesn't mean you have to like the movie or like that doesn't, I'm not trying to convince you any, you know, change your opinion or whatever, but I, I think you're getting it exactly right. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I feel like the, all the like, I'm going to call it Amazon because that's what it feels like. (laughs) All the like Amazon business boardroom stuff doesn't feel heightened cartoonish. No, not at all. It feels like, oh, no, this is an evil corporate. This is Umbrella Corp. This is, you know, Cyberdyne. I mean, I I do wonder if this is one of those things where it's like, was did this feel that way in 1987 to the average viewer? Oh, maybe that they were just as cartoonish as the as the like gang. Yeah, yeah. But, but now it's like now, we have. Oh, this is this is a documentary. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is this is Elon and Bezos yeah. in a room. I'm. I mean, Boston Dynamics is basically building Ed Two Hundred Nines. Those those dogs that everyone's like, oh look, they can dance, and now they've strapped a gun to it and are you know it's like. Oh, are those the things that like can't shit. fall over or something? Yeah. Uh huh. I don't like the people one. The people one that you can't no, fall I over. I don't like. I don't like any of it because it's really upsetting. Do, well, it's just rope. If you don't scrap, if you don't strap a gun to the dog one, it's just like a dog thing. Like it can be like, yeah, it can deliver things in hospitals. Like there's, you know, use for that. Yeah. Well, it's like when I think, I think Tesla, I think it was Tesla came out with, they were like, we're working on human sized cyborgs. And it was, they like put yeah. in, the, in the disclaimer, like <laughs> it will not be able to move faster than five miles an hour. And it will yeah. not be able, it was basically all the stuff like Cyberdyne promised. So I was like, yeah, exactly. I've seen this movie. I've seen all five of these fucking movies. I, it doesn't go well. It we lose. <laughs> it won't gain sentience, everybody. We promise. Exactly. We, we have programmed it to be unable to gain sentience. We promise. <laughs> that's like I basically mean, the next one. That sounds like a great paradox. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a great, there's a bunch of great lines of dialogue. I, you know, I try not to do that too much with this, but the guy goes, call a medic. And it's like, this guy is in pieces. Well, like he's, we learn later he's scattered that scattered all over the room. there was a chance because Peter Weller, sure that's true. Di- like yeah. fully fucking died. 
fully <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. died. And then yeah, yeah. We, we'll get there. We'll get there. I won't jump ahead. I, I have my thoughts. <laughs> but um, um, the the, right. the president right. of the company talks to Dick Jones, uh, and it, who like presented Ed two hundred nine, and was is like, "This is a fucking calamity. Like, yeah, you yeah. you're an idiot. You're gonna cost us millions." And the guy's like, "No, no, no, it's fine." And then the the young hotshot guy like saunters in. He's like, "Hey, well, I can talk to you about the RoboCop program." And I was like. I mean, I get your angle, but maybe, maybe this feels like an elevator pitch more than an in the boardroom pitch. <laughs> also, it feels like a little gauche, given that a man has just been murdered in front of all of you. You sick. Also, man. that. <laughs> um. Also, I don't know if you caught this, but the sound of Ed Two Hundred Nine shutting down must be from like a stock library. It's this like choo 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 choo. It's mm-hmm. the sound I got on a stock library to do the sound of the DeLorean breaking for our leap year episode. Oh, that's fun. I didn't, I you know, not did not know, but I got it from like a free sound library. Place. Yeah. Now, this is where we learned that uh, Peter. Oh wait. Pardon, one more line. The two guys, Miguel Ferreira and the other guy, are riding down the elevator, and it's like, oh, too bad about Kenny. And the guy's response is, that's life in the big city. You know, you go to your corporate job and get, <laughs> get gunned down by a robot. <laughs> totally insane. Uh, Sorry. No, this I'm is where we learn Weller. Peter Weller has a son. And so I was like, he has a son and a wife? So is he not going to bone Chris Harginson? Because I'm happy about this, that we can have yeah. platonic co-workers. Yeah, yeah. Who just like like each other. Yeah, like not we're friends. Just like enjoy being around each other. Yeah. I also love little future details. They all have square coffee cups. Weller's like walking oh, up to the I didn't car notice and that. the cup is a square instead of round. I Just a dumb little thing. Like there's no reason for it, but it does feel like it feels different enough to be like, oh, okay, it's the future. Yeah. I, I I could use a few more futuristic details, like I, I I agree with that. Like somewhere closer into the like, maybe not fully, but like the Super Mario Brothers Koopa Mushroom Kingdom, where it's like it feels normal, like it doesn't look completely wrong, but it feels yeah. different. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I I think he gets a lot of the little details being just like it just needs to be 20 like not even 20 percent different to feel weird. Mm-hmm. And I think when he does it, it's good. So I, I'm with you. I wish there was more of it. Um, so we got, we get, uh, the goons shoot out with the cops here that we meet the whole goon squad. We got Kurt Wood Smith as the leader. When Ray they Wise first showed like Kurt Wood Smith on TV and it was that like milk, like shot through a milk glass shot of him. I thought yeah. it was, um, our favorite Ron not Ron Howard, other Howard. R- Rance Howard? No, the good Howard. Yeah. Oh, oh, Clint. Our oh, favorite. Clint should have been one of these goons. I thought, well, uh, I, thought I, I thought, I thought, uh, Broderick, whatever his name was, the. Kurt was yeah. I thought that was Clint Howard in that picture, and I was oh, like, I was okay. like, is Clint Howard like the leader of the gang? Like that's a <laughs> that's not the choice I would have made, but I'm here for it. Yeah, I think Clint could have been weird haircut sideburns guy who accosts a gas station attendant later. Again, I'm saying this as someone who is firmly like a six. That is a downgrade in attractiveness because <laughs> that man that man's got a nice face. 
Oh, okay. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but I'm just saying he Ginger Man, that, right? Like, there's yeah, but there's like I feel like this goon squad has four tiers. There's Kerwin Smith, obviously the leader. Then you have Ray Wise and the other cat whose name I can't remember as sort of like a next tier, like a tier two. The red, the redhead guy is kind of on tier two. Yeah. Then you have a tier three, and then you have the 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 meat the faceless squad, the meat, the nameless, yeah, the, the the putties, the putties. <laughs> yes, the putty patrol. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like Clint could have been on tier two or three. Um, they I throw a guy onto the police car. <laughs> he uses one of his guys as a weapon. It's insane. He's like, yoink, out the back of this truck. <laughs> uh, so they go to the, the steel mill, the abandoned steel mill. And I I, I, I did not appreciate that, that Nancy Allen got distracted. I was like, she feels yeah. like too too good for that. Oh, Nancy Allen was in 1941. That was the other thing I wanted to call out. I just got Yeah, that. that's why I said again yeah. when I said Chris Harginson again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he kills one guy. He arrests the second second one. Um, we get some great Rob Botton special effects happening here. He, and then suddenly Peter Weller is surrounded by the goons and Kurtwood Smith. And they ritualistically murder him. But they first, shoot his hand off hand. first. Yeah, it's really gross and violent. Yeah. It's gnarly. I mean, truly, it's really gnarly. I mean, Rob Botton, very good at making things uncomfortable. Honestly, if this movie, if this, like, whoever is doing special effects on the boys clearly likes this movie and, like, I still need to watch that show. Energy. Well, imagine this, but more, imagine this quality of effect, but in 2022 when it's even more realistic. A lot of it is deeply unpleasant to watch. Mm -hmm. I'm still, I'm still. once I, f- I feel like once I catch up on what we do in the shadows, I have like 10 episodes left. I'll switch over to the voice. Very, very different. Like, I know a lot of people say the boys is funny, but also there's like a scene where the flash runs through a person. I mean, you like, can be you can do both. You can be funny and yeah, have yeah, that yeah. scene. Yeah. That scene is it's not saying yeah. that scene is funny. Yeah. I mean, it's played to be funny. I'm just saying it's very yucky. If you watch the boys, it's yucky. It's fine. It's, I like it. It's yucky. That's all. Uh, so he gets he gets totally absolutely torn apart by bullets like truly one of the wildest things I've ever seen. Like he looks like he like at, by by the end of it if he took a swig of water it would come like shooting out of him out of the holes yes. in his chest like he was like a, yeah. a haunted house ghost. Yeah, absolutely. Like one of the hands goes, then his arm is missing and part of a leg is missing. He gets like 10 or 12 through the body. Then they finally shoot him in the head and it's like, OK, at least it's over. Like, no, his he's still alive. I, he should not be alive. Also. My this is my petition for streaming services to have an audio setting for this movie has like a gun gun heavy gunplay setting in the movie <laughs> because the audio mixing it blows oh, and there's awesome. no way it was yeah. like that in a movie theater. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing that drives me particularly mad. I have surround sound. I took the time to not only set up but properly calibrate it with a little doohickey that comes with it. Like I, I, I don't I, like a lot of times these problems are because you're watching it on TV speakers and it's mixed down to two channels, which is like it sucks in surround sound too. Like fix this. Yeah. So I have to like keep a hand. I'm like, what are they saying? And then it's like, oh, I see guns. I gotta turn it down. Yeah, I, I have watched so many movies late at night with subtitles and the volume down because I don't want to wake my wife up. And it's just like, this is stupid. Like, I I don't I shouldn't have to be like up and down 20 volume clicks every single second of every scene. Because nothing has a nothing has a, do- a, a knob anymore. If we had the knob and it was a dial. Sure. The volume button should be calibrated to be like, push it for one, hold it for 10. So you can go from like 30 to 20 in one second. Oh, I like that. But yeah, no, I think because they have the like. 
you know, English, German, Mandarin languages for the for the audio. I need I need I'm a normal human and I don't give a shit about the gun volume. Yeah, exactly. Turn the guns down, please. Explosions too, same diff. Yeah. Um but so yeah, he gets like shot to hell, covered in bullets, yeah. a bullet in his head, and then they cut to him on a gurney, rush through a hospital and they put they have the like oxygen squeezy pump in his mouth yeah, and I was like, yeah. yeah. He's not dead? <laughs> I think this might be one of those situations where it's like, he's not, f- like, he's alive enough that the organs are still functional, and they're, like, trying to keep the body working enough to make his organs still salvageable. You know, I don't know, because I don't think they're, it doesn't feel like they're bringing him to the hospital to make him a RoboCop. Oh, I thought that was the, 100% the plan, because they talk later, they're like, he signed the contract, we knew we could use it. I I thought it was like, hey... Uh, to me, it didn't feel like he's here to become a RoboCop. He's here to be saved, okay. but he can't be saved, but he can be a RoboCop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you might be right. And and th- this scene immediately goes into, like, I-, I actually, one of the, did you ever see any of those VHS movies? They're like horror anthologies. Uh, some of I've seen some segments. So they're not generally great i mean all anthologies are kind of up and down but there was one really cool one that i had because i saw before i saw this i didn't realize was just doing robocop but this guy was like doing this kind of experiments he was like making human robot hybrids Uh, do you know what do you remember which vhs is in i think it's 94 the most recent one yeah yeah and the the person like wakes up and it's done POV style like this, where like the vision is kind of computery, terminatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really love the sequences here, where it's like he keeps waking up. Like you clearly time is going pretty far forward because it's like you see the scientists change, like you see the seasons change, sort of so to speak. And there's that one scene where the scientists are all like partying and getting drunk, and I think two of them start making out, and it's just like it's New Year's, I think. Is, yeah, this is grim that this is like a, a, a sentient being strapped to this table, unable to communicate is grim. Well, and the, like they're like, we can do whatever we want. He, he signed the the waiver or whatever when he yeah. for the force. And I was like, I don't know that that's what that means. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, the I mean, idea, like, I know I talked really... about donating my body to the arts, but like, did he donate his body <laughs> to the police? I, it must be, right? It must be like, you know, some sort of uh, service. Con- I think that's like the th- kind of thing Verhoeven wants to talk about, but he never like, it's always like in the background, like that one line of dialogue. Like th- to me, that's interesting, right? Like that, that the police force has a contract in which they own you literally and you have to say, I, I think that's over to them. I would like if Verhoeven was a little more specific, I think is how it, it gen- I generally seem to feel about his stuff is like. I know you're making good points, and I think I understand the points you're making. I just wish you were like two percent more specific. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think it is like my my hunch has always been he does exactly what he thinks he can get away with, like what he can slip by without them being like, "All right, hold on, what are you doing here? What's this? Yeah, what did you put in our movie?" But yeah, it would be nice if you know he could have done more. I 100 percent agreement. I'll also, frankly, I think it's weird that there isn't a single question or news segment or interview, whatever, where anyone asks who he was. Right. Because like he clearly was a human cop before he was a RoboCop. Absolutely. He was. Yeah. Like he, he has a human ass chin and mouth. Like that's the only part you can see with like, it's clearly human. And there's never any question of like, well, who is he? Who was he? Like, or, or, or 
why? Like, why does it need to be? Like, why is it? Why isn't it just all a robot? Why does it need to have human body? Don't even parts? get me fucking started. Every time that there's some kind of like half human, half whatever, it's always like, oh, I'm half human. Yeah, the human half you is shit. That's the worst part of you. If you're like in Sabrina, she's like, I'm half half mortal, half witch. I'm like, yeah, the mortal part sucks, dude. You know what witches don't do? Get old, die, get diseases. You know what humans do? All of that. I think that being immortal would be a real curse. Well, if you're alone immortal, Personally. if you're immortal but, in a but, group, like if you're if you're what we do in the shadows, if you're vampires, you're just like, whatever. I suppose if if you are indifferent like they are, it's different. But it's like the, that's like the whole like that people who like Superman always say, right? It's like Superman has to watch all of the people he loves die because there are no other immortal beings on the planet. Yeah. So he just like, I don't like that version of immortality. I like I have a coven. <laughs> I have a house full okay. of vampires in Staten Island. I like got it. I have a and crew a rotating cast a rotating cast of familiars. Yeah, we're together. We're, yeah, we're all together, but we rotate the other people, the, the periphery. I gotcha. I gotcha. But yeah, like, so, you know, he becomes Robocop. Robocop comes to the police station. It's like a whole big thing. They're like, oh, my God, the cops are all wanting to see him. But then they're like, here's the nutrient paste that we feed him. It's, and it's like, why do you? It's like a weird slop. But also, like, why? why? Again, why does he have any human organs at all? Right, right. But also, the I other. Guess, I guess the idea is, like, we can't program, like, the human brain is so much more capable than what we could make a computer do that we have to get a, com- a human brain in there, but we enhance the body to be invincible, basically. I guess. Um, it seems like what we're aiming at. Because, like, no one knows about RoboCop being a thing yet. So the, the police yeah. just, the, the police people just see, like, the silhouette through the, the frosted glass. And so they're all running to see, like, what is this thing? Like, OCP has just walked, because they own, did we mention that they own the police? No, but but we should have mentioned Omnicorp literally owns the police. Yes. And so they're like, hey, we've commandeered this like basement. And, and so I've seen the Bob's Burgers segment of RoboCop, mm-hmm. RoboStash, or yeah, RoboStash. I think that's right, yeah. A lot. And I haven't seen this, but their imagery is the same of the like weird chain link room inside a room, almost like um, uh-huh. yeah. Hannibal Lecter style. Yeah, it's like a holding cell they put him into. It's very strange. But th- see, they're like, this is his his charging chair, and this is his food paste. And I was like, none of this, like, <laughs> why is it a chair? Does he need to relax? Yeah. Does he need to chill? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, why isn't it like a, a thing built into the wall that he stands in? It's yeah, like, it should be like a sarcophagus. <laughs> right, because we, we know he doesn't have human legs because that's where his gun is. Mm-hmm. His gun is inside his thigh. So like also, but also strap. I feel like his helmet should be solar powered so that he wouldn't need to charge. Yeah. The, uh, well, it was 1987. That was a pipe dream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I mean, like this is the future. <laughs> you no, know, I know. I know. I mean, like I know in like, Reagan's America, even... solar. Yeah, I was gonna say they. <laughs> That's that commie stuff for whatever. But like good old coal, baby. I don't get like the idea that like we could be <laughs> self sufficient should have been like. The most America boner thing ever. And for some reason yeah, it wasn't. I agree. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's, it's I wonder awesome. if it had anything to do with the the money of big oil. <laughs> Very powerful oil and coal. I wonder if they <laughs> gave Reagan a lot of money. <laughs> and others. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. But like if you're because 
I recently bought a a little security camera for my back door because we don't have one. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one there from the previous because the previous people had ADT and they just left all the equipment in, and so I was like, it's enough of a deterrent, I would think, that like, yeah, it looks like there's a camera there, but my boyfriend really like wanted a real camera because we accidentally left the door open one weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, we were fine, everything's fine. Um, yeah, and so I bought one with a little solar panel that I could screw next to it so that I wouldn't have to charge it. And I was like, right. this seems yeah. like a no-brainer that you his little head yeah. could be like shiny solar panels that just like he he never needs charging. Right. Or or his back has like one across, you know, a bar of it across. I mean, it's science fiction. Who cares? Just make it up. Yeah. <laughs> pick pick one. In the new Jurassic World, they were like, oh, the, the dinosaur is the battery for the tracking chip. And I was like, sure, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. It's like you said it. So that's true here. Like the heartbeat. And I was like, yeah, sense. sure. OK, yeah. fine. Yeah. 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 I got you. It's like a pacemaker. Sure. Um. So we see RoboCop go to the shooting range and... <laughs> Miguel Ferreira must, he's uh, unfortunately died, but before he did, must have had serious hearing problems because he is in this shooting range with just his fingers over his ears. And I've only been to a shooting range one time. It was not an experience I would like to repeat. I did not care for shooting handguns. Uh, It is unbelievably loud like with the big you know over ear safety you know super loud uh, dad's on the dad's on the riding mower yeah with those on it was uncomfortably loud and miguel ferreira just sticking his fingers in his ears here i was like man oh man there's no way he didn't experience hearing loss from this yeah oh we also uh missed uh, RoboCop has three directives. It's like a hold a law, protect citizens, something else. And then we see there's a hidden fourth directive. And I was like, okay. I mean, I've seen the Bob's Burgers, yeah. so I knew what it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. But I had forgotten it. I like I had I had forgotten it enough to be like, I'm sure it's related to Omnicorp in some way. and It'll come back later. But yeah. And then at the end of RoboCop shooting, he does this like flippity do thing that um, Peter Weller like human cop did well yeah. <laughs> that's how i will distinguish from now on human cop is we can we can say peter weller and then we can say robocop that's fair but i like the idea of human cop and robocop like <laughs> human cop yes uh peter weller, he, he was cop. like doing this guns like swirling thing around his finger and he was like my kid watches this show and asked me if i could do it so I, i'm practicing and he does that exact thing and and uh, nancy allen's like hmm yeah also i feel like she should maybe recognize his chin because it's like a pretty recognizable chin. I know, but like, if the only part of a human you can see is if it's the opposite, it's the Batman of a face it's mask. The Batman corollary. Yeah, yeah, like that. You know, because also, I mean, I've had a mustache for a while, so I don't know. He, it must be the way the thing is built to like push down on his yeah. nose area because it looks like he's like just got fresh lip fillers. Yeah. I, I think you're. Exa- I think that's exactly right. I think this helmet looks very uncomfortable to wear as a human person. Oh yeah, it looks. It looks like it's very heavy, and it looks like it pushes down really hard over, but like because he's like uh, du- doing duck lips. Just in your nose. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, so he he goes out on patrol, and there's a store robbery. Um, the 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 goon we talked about before is like harassing this this poor gas station attendant who's studying for college. No, nope, it's not this. Oh, you're right. I apologize. We're at the first no, this arrest, is the, this is, and yeah, I use that word is, loosely. <laughs> this is the convenience store that RoboCop completely destroys in the name of Rob of uh, of making an arrest. Yeah, he comes in and says, "You are under arrest." The guy tries shooting him, and it doesn't work. Obviously, he bends his gun down or up, 
the yeah. barrel. Yeah. Like loot straight up Bugs Bunny bends the barrel to, so that the gun doesn't work anymore. And then throws him into like the the ice thing. And yeah. if you look if you if you pause or have eyes, the glass is clearly pre-broken. Yeah, yeah. So that like he goes into it and it shatters in that pattern. And then he's like then he just leaves. And I was like, "But you didn't arrest anybody. You just you <laughs> shot yeah. someone, threw him through a glass the glass door, destroyed a lot of stuff, and then left." It seems like his his thing is like I beat the guy until he's unconscious, like Batman, and then I call the real cops. I was like, is this like a Spider Man thing? They're they're just like they're just like <laughs> swinging around outside the store with a note on him, like arrest me, somebody let me down, <laughs> arrest me, please. I think, of, I think about that in those Arkham Batman games, which are like kind of hyper punchy, and it's like Batman won't kill anyone, but he will hit them twelve times and then hang them upside down off the edge of a building. <laughs> Beyond that, you can then throw a batarang at those strings and drop them. Oh, yes, you can. Because yeah. I do that all the time so that I can then get yeah. someone else. Yeah. And it's just so like... you will break someone's neck. Yeah, <laughs> I will accidentally kill them by dropping them from a great height. But yeah, this, this dude at best has a broken spine. He got thrown into a cold case. Yeah. And like, uh, so honestly, here's my, uh, you said that and it like, my brain went down a hundred little paths. The like even darker version of this, where like RoboCop is pretend is like paraded as like he is our our cop product, but all he does is hurt people because they're also a pharmaceutical company and they own oh, sure. like whatever soup like future oxycodone. So their whole yeah, point yeah, is that plus they manufacture the, like the artificial hearts for when the oxycodone makes you stop working. Yeah. So like, but like that to me is like the crazier version where it's like his job is really just to beat people up so that they then have. Yeah chronic pain that they need to get prescribed medicine for and when their organs give out they're also the company that like that's what i want that's the like deep lore deep web smoking a cigarette with as there's a wall of red your red yarn behind me <laughs> carol, carol carol yeah no i'm like the the if the, if you made this today they wouldn't but if you, if you did make this today <laughs> i thought it got remade and then i realized that was judge dread that's the other. No, it did get remade. No, it did get remade in 2014. Robocop did. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks. It is. I I watched like a few minutes of it. There's like a really really dark part where, um, like a really unsettling part where he takes the helmet off and you can see like the nightmare that he has become underneath. Like they kind of do that with Peter Weller in this, but it's not really. It just looks creepy. The, but yeah, but this the they show him take the helmet off in the new one, and it's like. I am not human and I think like I, I know that I was human and I'm not anymore and I'm like a hideous monster sort of vibes like a Frankenstein oh. sort of thing. Um, so that one scene I saw out of context is pretty cool, but largely the movie looks like it does not understand what this is at all. Cops are cool. I again, I didn't see it so someone can tell you, but I, it, my guess is that it's just like a cool action movie about a robot cop. Robert cop. That's what yeah. I, that's yeah. what I know more than this movie is there's a picture online of some like Canal Street toy for robert yeah. cop it's it's robocop yes. in there but the packaging says robert cop so my friend and i always it's went half robert half cop Robocop in there it's sort of robocop in there but it is like it is like if you described robocop to a blind person i mean the toy is clearly robocop it's got yeah, the it's yeah. got the stupid chin there was a san diego comic-con exclusive version of like a real robocop toy that was the the box was changed to be robert robert cop are you serious mm-hmm it's because like of that meme image of NECA toy. Uh huh. Yeah. They did like 200 or 2000 or some very small number. I love that. Comic-Con. Yeah. 
Uh, so he now interrupts a sexually assault in progress. Have you ever seen the funny internet version of this scene? No. Okay. So the whole gimmick with this scene, and they originally were going to film it a different way, and then uh, they like on set thought this was way better. But what happens is the the guy who is about to commit sexual assault is holding this woman up and kind of using her as a shield, and so Robocop shoots him in the dick through her dress, like he through her skirt. He can scan. Yeah, he can see the where her legs are because of his robot vision. And he's like, okay, I can just shoot through that. And he shoots the guy square in the dick. But if you Google RoboCop deleted scene or RoboCop, I think it's deleted scene, but the, this sketch group did this scene with like pretty decent costumes, but it like really focuses on the dick being shot off. (laughs) There's a lot of of dicks. There's just a lot of dicks. Um, But this version of it, it's like he shoots through the woman's skirt hits this guy square in the dick. And of course he starts freaking out. The friend starts freaking out. And the woman, like if someone shot a bullet between my knees, like no matter how wide my knees were and how much it saved my life, it would be the most traumatizing thing that ever happened to me. You know, I've lived a pretty lucky life, I guess. I mean, to be fair, what happened five seconds before was very nearly a sex crime. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's probably, she's just probably in shock. Yeah. But she's like very chill about this happening. And then it's just kind of like walking over to him and being like, you saved me. Well, she's trying to hug him because she's clearly like yeah. overwhelmed. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I will call a rape crisis center. Yes. So, yeah, this this is like a, I was just at the beginning. Your move, creep. Of him. Yeah, yeah. Your move, creep is a very good RoboCop line. Uh, and then there's a hostage situation across town with an elected official being taken hostage. So RoboCop, of course, like comes in to be part of this. Uh, the thermal view is really cool. He like scans through the wall and then like punches through the wall and yanks the bad guy out, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's an, it's a little insane. Yeah, because the follow up is he then throws him out a window. So and that's what I wrote. Oh, so RoboCop is as effective as our actual police. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't do any. I've, I you'd never see RoboCop arrest a single fucking person. No, no, he does not do any copping. He does a lot of throwing people through glass and a lot of shooting yes. people, but he's he's more robo killer. He's basically a, a a cyborg version of the Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Then we get this really great ad for nuclear battleship essentially. Yes, it's so good. The game the game is called Nukem. <laughs> Which like, yeah. And then uh, we cut to uh, a news broadcast of them talking about RoboCop. And this happens, this comes up a lot in things where they're like, this is going to be the end of crime. And like, the concept of the end of crime is hilarious to me because. Yeah. What, how, when, how? (laughs) I mean, I think the wink wink is like, we're going to kill all the criminals. Yes, but just in general, the concept of the end of crime, like. It can't. There's no such thing as the end of crime. Well, there is if you create like a fascist state in which all crimes are punishable by death, which is sort of what RoboCop does. It's like robbery, death, sexual yes, assault. Yes, but then like death. the people, the guys who run OCP are doing crimes. They're all doing white collar crimes. Yeah, well, that's okay. That's the unspoken thing. We're not talking about white collar crimes here. We're definitely talking about blue collar crime. Is that so? Is that the opposite? Is it? Is I know there. I know I white collar crimes it is a thing. Feels, I just assumed that was a way of saying white people, like they didn't do violent crimes. Right, right. I mean, you're not wrong that it gets used in that shorthand. I, I am just saying blue collar crime because it has to be the opposite. But I don't know the answer. To, yeah, to be clear, because it's always like we're gonna put an end to crime, and I'm like, well, are you talking about all yeah. crime? Are you right. talking about all crime? 
Right, right. It's sort of the same, like the opposite of the purge things. It's like all crime is legal, except you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. Anything with the powerful people is off limits. But anything else is fine. You can't kill senators. Everything else is fine. Level six and above. Right, and no nukes and no killing of elected officials. But everything else is fair game. It's so funny because it's just America, right? The Purge. Like mm-hmm. I've, I, you've seen more of than I have. I've seen a bunch, yeah. but you... one of the Purge movies touches on Purge tourism, which is where people from other yes. companies come here on Purge night. Yeah. But I was like, so what happens if someone like is like crossing the border out of the America? Oh, you should see Purge Five because border crossings on Purge night is a thing. Out of America or into America? Into America. I'm talking about out of America because it is like. Well, the, well, that's not. It, it's a crime to like to flee your country if you're doing like if you're running away. Oh, oh, so you're saying like someone does an embezzlement and then yes, they run away. and then they're like God. the crime of of fleeing the country that is wouldn't help you is legal. That wouldn't help because you will you will then have you will then be a fugitive, not on purge night. Well, yeah, but for purge night, when you, you when you, you leave free, when you, you get, get gone, <laughs> getting gone becomes not a crime, but then you are gone and that is a crime. You see that you see the paradox. Yes, yeah, so you just have to get to, is, go to wherever where Roman involved. Polanski went, where they don't they don't extradite. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why the purge movies rule because every question you have about them <clears> eventually gets answered. Yeah, doesn't a lot of it happen in the show though? A lot of questions are from are answered in the show. No, no. The the show does some like fleshing out of the the broader like hospitals know, are off limits and, and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. We're in the corporate bathroom or the executive bathroom, and uh, the young guy, the young executive who came up with RoboCop is, like, shitting on Dick Jones, who came up with Ed 209. Yeah. And then the guy's like, I had, I had, Dick Jones is like, I had deals with the military for Ed 209 and all these blah, blah, blah. Like, who cares if it didn't work? We made money. And I was like, that sounds like Reaganomics in one sentence, which has then trickled <laughs> down into contemporary business. He says he says they have a six hundred million dollar contract for parts mm-hmm. annually. Yes, which like again, who cares if it doesn't work? We made money. Is just like right. That's just what the problem is now. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, you're one hundred percent right. But I do love the fact that this all gets torn down by the fact that the guy who he was talking shit about was taking a shit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so then, RoboCop has a dream. Like a memory of his past life, of his of the of his human cop life, and he just yeah, yeah. walks out. And Chris Harkinson tries to be like, "Hey, I know it's you, Mur- Murphy. That's his name, Murphy. Yeah, I know it's you, Murphy." And he's like, "Somewhere there is a crime happening," and he leaves. Yeah. Also, this part with him ripping out the cage is funny to me because at one point RoboCop appeared in WCW wrestling and ripped open a cage to free a good guy. So really? Open a wrestling match. Yes. They had a person dress as RoboCop, take a Ice Age to get down to the ring because he couldn't walk in the costume. And the then costu- he- those costumes are hard to walk in. I walked. I did see three PO. No fault of the man in the costume. I'm just saying it was a bad idea for television to have him walk down a ramp when he couldn't see. Then he ripped open a cage door and freed a wrestler who like ran into the match. That's fun. Uh, but yeah, Miguel Ferreira chews out Anne uh, and and the boss being like, "How'd you let him get out of here?" Blah 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 blah. He also then says he's like, he's she's like, I just asked him his name. And he goes, he doesn't have a name. He's a program. And I was like, a program that was clearly once a human. Like, right? We. And he like you gave him the human ass chin and mouth. I don't know why you did right. that. And the the boss very rightly is like, forget it, kid. That guy's an asshole. Ten out of ten line. But he also right before that goes, this doesn't he doesn't concern cops. And I was like, well, 
It's uh, one of their dead officers, and it's in the police station, and it's doing their job. Robert Cop, right? He's Robert Cop. He's part of the force. I was like, he feels like he's part of the service, so maybe it does. And also, they knew him. Like, she was his part. She was her. She was his partner. I mean, they don't know that. She's she has her suspicions, but they don't know that yet. At this point, I think at this point she knows that in her heart. She's just confirming it. Yeah, but yeah, that whole joke. that whole line of it doesn't concern cops. I was like, it feels like it does. Feels like you're wrong. Yeah. I mean, Miguel Ferrer is a great greasy bad guy. Oh, yeah. Like all of the, all the bad guys in this are great. He's he's very punchable. He feels like um, and I only know this from like a YouTube short. I only remember this from YouTube short. The bad guy in Dark Knight Rises, like the like non superhero bad guy. He was like, um, he's got kind of a lisp. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah Bane yeah, yeah. Bane snaps his neck in his boardroom. Is he also? Is it? Uh, is it also the guy who was in uh, the one Star Wars, the one of the more recent ones, Krennic? I don't know. I have only ever seen. I have. I've, I saw the first of the new Star Wars, and I did not see anything after that. You and I saw that together. We got boozy milkshakes in a movie theater. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was like a knockoff uh, movie uh, tavern. Knockoff. Yeah, it was Movie Tavern, but it was a knockoff Alamo Draft House. Oh, yeah. Ben Mendelsohn? Is that who it is? That sounds right. He's He's got like, okay. his lips kind of stick out a little bit. He has a little bit of a lisp. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is the part I was talking about before with um, the, the college student. Student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just confirmed it is indeed Ben Mendelsohn, Dark Knight Rises. Okay. I thought that's what was right. Who gets his ne- sna- neck snap by Bane? Yeah. Do you feel in charge? Uh, the lisp is what I was like pretty sure I knew who that was. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this guy's this guy's in here. He's in like a, he's got a shitty job at a gas station. He's just trying. to... And it's not even like the full school. convenience store where people walk in. It's you're in a a, a goldfish bowl. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've not encountered too too many of these, but it's like seems like the crappiest job that, to be the guy in the gold. I don't think I've ever seen the gold. I've seen like the tiniest convenience store where it's like you walk in and there's a wall of product on your left and then a person. Like a cash register on your right, and like that, it's not a room; it's like a broom closet. Yeah, but I've never—I feel like a, I've never come across the fishbowl. There was a very cheap gas place in Frederick, but like the pumps you couldn't pay at, so you had to like go to the window, give them oh. your credit card. They would turn the pump on and then run your credit card at the end. But it was like ten cents a gallon cheaper than other places. So before I had my Costco membership, that's where I went. But you could also buy like a bag of chips or cigarettes from the person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this this dude is like pissed in his pants scared shitless he's done nothing like he doesn't do anything to aggravate this guy it's not like the guy is like give me give me something like he doesn't re- he doesn't reject the guy the dude just immediately comes up and starts like sc- just screwing with him i was just like man this sucks this guy yeah. is just he's just, by he's virtue of just being a college student yeah my man's trying to study a boring subject he's reading a math textbook leave him alone his and using a compass yeah yeah um so he so robocop shows up as the guy's like doing his thing and you know arrests him in his robocop fashion (laughs) yeah the robocop arrest is really something uh because the guy's pumping his gas and then his uh, they start their shootout and it like the gas is flying everywhere and you see the kid it's like in the background the kid the college kid scoops up his textbook and compass and just like sprints out the door It's so good. You see this, like, he's just beating feet, clutching all this stuff in his arms to his chest, just, like, getting as far. He's like, I know where this ends, and it's fiery death. And I don't have a name, so it does not end well for me. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I don't even have a name tag. 
So uh, the guy starts driving away, and RoboCop like, you know, tar- Terminator visions onto uh. his onto his motorcycle and shoots the fuck out of it. And it's a gnarly looking uh, motorcycle stunt. And dummy, like, there's a there's a good there's a really dope human being dumb stunt, and then there's a cool dummy stunt. It's like mm-hmm. both things are done perfectly. Uh, so RoboCop and busts. A huge explosion. Well, Just yeah, like naturally. The whole gas station goes up. Yeah, sorry. It's like the Elvira gas station explosion. Yeah, yeah. So RoboCop busts into the 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 precinct computer room, and what cop's trying to stop him? And it's like, I feel like a buddy. This this ain't gonna happen, dude. Yeah, but yeah. also like he is technically a cop, so he should have yeah. access to this. Although you would think he his brain would be the database, but. I get the yeah, visual. I mean, yeah. It's it's also to do Chekhov's fist data spike. For some reason, he like his version of the R2D2 like boop 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 is <laughs> yeah, the little a, a spike that comes out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just a spike. There's another way to describe it. It's a wide at the bottom, pointing at the top spike that shoots out of his knuckle. And he like plugs it in, twists it around. It doesn't even look like a headphone it. jack or anything or like no, a, an aux no, it cord. Doesn't. It just it looks, looks like, like a spike. A keyhole. Yeah. Oh, his side. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Because like it, it, in a normal robot situation, that would be like an ox. That could be like an ox, um, you know, dongle. Dongle? Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's just like a dangerous looking spike. And so he finds the man and known accomplices and sees Kurtwood Smith. And he's like, I know what I have to do. He also sees his own file at this point, I think. And like, that's where he where finds he, out he's he dead. Lives. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you're dead, and this is your address. So he goes home, and there's, I thought this was done really well. It's like, he's walking through the house that's clearly been, like, the family just, like, picked up and left. I, you know, they, like, didn't even pack all their stuff. It's what's it's a weird version of packed up and left, though, because what we find out later is that the wife was so bereft after he died that she just left. But it looks like she left in the middle of the night without telling yes. anyone is what it looks like. Yeah. But that's not what the vibe we got. Before we learned that, I was like, oh, is this a thing where it's like he, you had housing because you were a cop and then they just threw your wife out on the street? Because that's what I thought we were. That would have been better. Yeah. I thought we were building to a scene where like Peter Weller sees his homeless wife and child and he like tries to help them and they think he's a monster and run away from him. And that's what I would. Or we get Sweeney Todd where he doesn't know it's his wife and he kills her. Spoiler yeah, alert for yeah. Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Yeah. You just uh, ruined that musical. I have no plans on seeing. So. Uh, yeah, no, I think one. I think like any any version of these would have been would interesting. I, not that I think this movie needs to add stuff. No, I think it's a very good movie. But I I was like, but like he oh, walks. Well, this is what this is building to. Yeah, he walks into the house and there's a screen with like a Max Headroom looking real estate agent talking to him, and he's going through the house and he it switches from like what he's seeing to like his memory. But there's this weird. So it's very. 80s early 90s version of like what high class stuff is where it's like nothing really makes sense yes where like the fireplace is for is not attached to a wall it's a structure built in the middle of the room yeah that like cuts the room in half kind of right. but with Seems angles on the side practical yeah yeah everything um, is glass or mirrors or or, or just like slick tile yeah um but there's a so there's the the fireplace it's, like it's basically that like the lap of 80s luxury was the idea that you could just hose everything down if you decided to commit a very bloody murder <laughs> or do cocaine off a lot of surfaces. Yeah, yeah. Um 
but he's like standing at the edge of the fireplace structure and it's in the flashback so because his kid is there and there's this weird empty pocket on the fireplace structure with like a pipe in it and i was like yeah what is this I, I thought it was like, did they just pull the fire? Like they pulled some of the mechanism of the fireplace out on their way out or something. But it, it, it looks like it's part of the flashback with his kids. So that's why I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this kid only ever did this movie. He was like hmm. cast for this and that was it. I wonder if he was just like, wasn't an actor. He just was like someone's kid. Yeah, it could be. I didn't, you know, I didn't dig too deep on it, but I was like, oh, has this kid been in other things? No, he, he's not. I, I also love the way they're like flipping back and forth. Like, you know, it's like the human memory and then the, what the robot is seeing currently. The yeah. Back and forth, just really well put together. And he punches a, the TV screen on his way out. That's a, like the real estate agent. Yeah. I didn't catch at first that the TV was a digital real estate agent. And then like eventually when it clicked, I was like, oh, that was kind of crazy. And that's like another future touch. And then him punching it was like, yeah, that feels right. Yeah. It, it's it's very because they walk in and it literally is like hello shopper take a look yeah, around yeah. at the at the open floor plan or whatever yeah 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 so he goes to a dance club to arrest someone else um when the guy pulls out his gun robocop like karate chops it and someone just yes. catches it while they're dancing so good ray wise is ray wise is this goon and it goes flying and the dude holds up the gun like he just caught a foul ball at a ball game yeah uh, we go to Miguel Ferreira's house and he is blowing rails and blathering incessantly with a couple of women. Uh, it is a lot of cocaine on this table. And then she yes. dumps a lot of cocaine on her chest. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, come over here. It's like, it's, it's like, honestly, it feels like this woman is like, if I get him high enough, I won't have to sleep with him and maybe he'll have a heart attack. There you go. It's but like, then you don't get money energy. unless you're, unless you plan on robbing him. You're not getting money out of that. I don't think it's money. I think she works at the company. I think oh, you think? Like, I think she's like, then I can move up a, ch- a, a, a rung on the ladder by getting rid of Miguel Ferreira, who sucks. It is, I, I feel like that that's a big jump from like vice president of the company. I'm going to, I'm a secretary and I'm going to bump off the vice president. <laughs> yeah. And then you're secretary to the president, maybe. Um, but she like, the amount of cocaine she dumps on her chest Cause like I I've I've seen that in movies and a thing of like you yeah, put yeah. you do a little bit of coke off somebody, it looks like when you get a bag of beignets, <laughs> and you open it and it's just like, poof. <laughs> she just like her her chest is beignets. Yeah. Or if you uh, if you open the bag of a vacuum cleaner in a cartoon. Yes, and then he shoves his face in there and like. I always forget that, like, because in movies, they'll snort it, but then they'll, like, rub it on their teeth because it goes through the gums. It's, like, bloodstream or whatever. Yeah. And so I'm like, so can you just, in theory, just, like, lick cocaine? Because that's what I think he's doing. I guess. Because it seems weird that he would sniff this, like, loose pile. It's it's not a line. It's a loose (laughs) pile. Or it, it's it's also not even like a concentrated pile. It's just it's, it's as if she just threw a handful. It's like down. she put it in a in a in a she, in a mesh strainer and tapped the sides a few times. <laughs> I was gonna say she did an emerald, but yours is way better. <laughs> yeah, she, she sifted cocaine into she, it. She she got the hand squeezy, the hand squeezy cup. Uh, Kurtwood Smith rolls in and his very famous line that apparently he signs a lot of photos from this movie at conventions with bitches leave. Oh, bitch. I, I was like, I don't line. <laughs> bitches leave. Yeah. It's, it's, it, like, look, it's derogatory, but I, it's, I also, I'll be honest. I thought I it's a fun line. What do you want from me? 
I'm human. For some reason, Dick Jones thought it would be great to have a video confession. Yeah, this is ludicrous. It's so crazy. Because the house blows up, but like the video, the video confession was still in the house. They'll be able to right. find that. You would think. Or like another copy of it might exist, you know, yeah. if he was smart. Because if I was Kurtwood Smith, I'm making a copy of that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 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 not letting my insurance call. I'm making six copies and I'm sending them to yeah. different corners of the globe. Exactly. Exactly. You'll if my men don't hear from me, this gets uploaded to Cyberdyne. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes, a hundred percent. That's the failsafe. Uh, but this is a great, like, back and forth with them. Uh, Kurtwood Smith really kicking the snot out of Miguel Ferreira. And it ends with him pulling it's the pin so on the grenade. Brutal. Yeah, it's really, really brutal. But he pulls the pin on this grenade. And I was like, well, that's weird. He's got to get out of the house. And it's like, oh, no, this grenade has a 10-second. It's a weird future 10-second timer grenade. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little digital timer on it. But I do love that it's like... This is literally all corporate bullshit. Like this guy's like, you screwed up my project and all the money I was going to bring in and my bonus. So I'm going to have you murdered. Honestly, that that's the movie I would watch. Corporate murder. <laughs> I mean, that's basically this movie, practically. Um, And so the, uh, now we go to the cocaine factory. <laughs> Kurtwood Smith has a heart to heart with Dr. Phil. <laughs> he doesn't like Dr. Phil. Um. Honestly, this cocaine factory feels like what Dare told us drugs yes. were going to be oh, like. A hundred percent. One million percent. Yes, this is exactly right. Which, like, I, I'll be honest, I have no memories of what Dare told me, but uh, I feel it feels like this is what they were describing what drugs were going to look like. The only two things I remember were the suitcase of drugs and the guy coming the in. The suitcase dressed- of drugs? Yeah, they had this little thing that was like, this is what pills look like. This is what marijuana looks like. This is what cocaine looks like. This is what heroin looks like. In oh. Like little bags. I don't think it was the real drugs. I think it was- Probably, like, I would assume you know. not. Yeah. Uh, and then another time where the guy came in, I swear to God, this is real. And he was like, air quotes, dressed like he was in a gang, which consisted of like a bandana and like an A-frame, like a, sh- a button down shirt where you only button the button at your neck. So it's like wide open, which like he just looked like one of the the Mexican wrestlers in WCW that I was watching at the time. And I remember being like, I don't think those guys read like they're in a gang. Like, what? what are you saying? <laughs> this feels weird. Was it like that Michael Scott thing? From the office? Uh, basically, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I have no memory of, of Dare, other than the lion. I don't remember the lion. He was the mascot. I mean, I don't think he ever, like, came to the school, but I remember oh, okay. he was, like, the mascot on the t-shirts or whatever. I see. Uh, this leads to what I've written down, which I'm very proud of, as uh, the insane shootout with so many dead stuntmen and fabulous outfits. Yes. Also, it's weird that it's a, it's a, like an old medieval wooden door and RoboCop yes. can't break through it. No. Like, I guess it's got that bar across it, which is like, like, he'd have to completely dismantle the door. But like, I'm saying he can't break through a wooden door. Yeah. I, like, I mean, I punch, so. he punched through a wall earlier. Right. Yeah. You'd think he would just keep punching around the, 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 what is that thing called? The, like the bar across the latch the thing. Yeah, there's a it's word like, for like it. A little latch. It's like a big. The, it like goes across. I know what you're talking about. I can't. Yeah, people use a broom in movies beat. a lot to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also picks up Kurtwood Smith and throws him through like six windows, but he won't kill him. I also can't figure Jones. out because RoboCop walks in and the cops like, "Get out of here, you bastard!" And I'm like, "Shouldn't we have the like Batman effect by now? Like, should yes. people be afraid of RoboCop at this point?" Yeah, it's like the the, the I don't think everyone has him. to be, but nobody is, and that's weird. 
I, the news keeps covering him as like he's like visiting a school and kids are like, it's RoboCop. Yay. And it's like the news report should be like RoboCop killed five more people in the process of committing petty crimes today. He's <laughs> <laughs> like this guy. Was Someone jaywalked and was store. shot in the legs. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like this guy was robbing a convenience store of four to five. Let's be honest, $100. And RoboCop caused $48,000 worth of damage to the store, which needs to be completely rebuilt. A woman put her blinkers on in a no parking zone so she could run and drop something <laughs> off at a door and RoboCop smashed her car. He flipped it over on top of her. <laughs> she was literally taping an envelope to a door and getting back in her car. He waited until she got in and then turned it upside <laughs> and flipped down. the car. RoboCop decapitated a DoorDash driver with his own door <laughs> as he re-entered a vehicle. <laughs> Yeah, I just, it, it's just ludicrous. Um, Kurtwood is spitting up so much blood at the end of this, which is like really gnarly looking. Uh, I was then, literally, as as Robocop is fighting him, I was like, it's weird that he's not like in bed with the OCP. And then his yeah. next line is, I'm on payroll with Dick Jones. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> there Great. it is. Uh, we get a beautiful matte painting of the bad guy. He So he's like, okay, I got to go over there. So Robocop goes there and we get this beautiful matte painting of uh, bad guy headquarters as Robocop arrives. Um, and Also, when he when Robocop away. drops off Kurtwood Smith at the precinct, they say, what's his crime? I thought he was going to turn around and say, everything. <laughs> that would be good. Because, like, he basically did everything, according yeah, to that rap sheet. Yeah, yeah. Killing me is what he should have said. He said he's a cop killer instead. And I was like, you can be more specific. Yeah. Um. Uh, this is where we learn that Directive 4 is you cannot arrest any upper level OCP member. Yes. Yeah. Which, like, how did none of the programmers, engineers, or scientists think this was weird? Or, like, make it bigger? Like, if I'm that scientist, I'm like, well, shit, I'm putting my name in here directly. You also yeah. can't arrest Bob Anderson for anything. When like so when Dick Jones go so what, or whatever it is, goes to look at all of a sudden there's like ninety eight directives and he's like I yes. thought oh, there was four and they were like oh we had to build all these others to prevent a cascade Sheila Goodwin Bruce Jones Paula Anderson it's just like a list of every person who worked on the project um, so yeah that's Chekhov's secret directive um, then we get RoboCop versus Ed two hundred nine which leads to him knocking him down the stairs and him like shri- Ed 209 shrieking and wailing. But like, here's what I'm confused by. Dick Jones knows Ed 209 is a faulty product. Why right. is he acting like it's his ace in the hole? He's like, well, I'll get Ed 209 to take care of you. And I'm like, you know, it's broken. Like, you you I, know, it's a I, shitty thing. I think he knows it's shitty, but like, I don't think he knows it can't walk downstairs. I think he knows it just will kill him. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. oh, it just thinks everyone is a criminal except me, so it will just murder RoboCop. Fair. Um, well, it, 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 yeah, it, it tumbles down the stairs, and I was just like, come this is the stupidest design. Because yeah. I remember, I think there's a scene in Doctor Who where the Daleks, the little trash can guys for yeah. people who don't know, get to the edge of a staircase and and i think the doctor's like haha we've won and then little like rockets come out the side and they're like and, and they start down i think that I, maybe i'm attributing what probably sounds like doctor who to something else but i think that's a thing it's, it sounds like a doctor who bit uh so he kills ad 209 is like just just uh unable to continue there's a word that i wanted to say there that my brain doesn't remember but that's fine uh disabled jesus 
Um, and then this leads to the entire very fascistly dressed and acting police force. I don't think they're the police. I think they're security. Oh, I think it's OCP security. Okay. Because the cops are there saying you can't kill him. Yes. And they don't care. They shoot Robocop about a thousand times here. Hmm. I'm assuming he's weakened by Ed 209's attack. Yeah. Because I was like, I feel like these guns should not affect him this much. Well, I think it's a thing where it's like, yeah, he's bulletproof, but this is infinite bullets. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you're, you're not, it's like you cannot engineer something such that you can never get a bullet through it. It just is bulletproof. You know what I mean? It's like bulletproof yeah. asterisk, I feel. Um, so then Nancy uh, Allen saves him. Yep, the Deus Ex and Lewis. And uh, Rob Botton has a small cameo here in the uh, the fake Godzilla movie. or the Oh, movie. the commercial? Yeah, there's a guy with like big old oh, is that him? long hair. Yeah, that's him. I recognized him because I had been IMDb-ing him earlier in the movie and not because I'm a complete freak, <laughs> but just I was like, hey, that's him. Um, this is a, a great joke because the car that of the future everyone talks about is a 6000 SUX. Yes. And like it reminds me of... Um, Oh, what is the one from Alien Encounter? Oh, In Excess. Yes. Yeah. If anything, Which is awesome. yeah. If it can be done, it can be done in excess. No, it's yeah, it's XS Tech is the name because In Excess is the name of a band. Yes, X. Oh, that's right, XS yeah. Tech. Same. Your 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 joke is correct. I'm just. Uh, um, uh, but the, they also talk about this laser defense thing that destroyed a forest and also. Uh, but very casually people. brushed under the yeah. rug. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's fine. It killed 113 people and destroyed an entire national forest. Including two former U.S. presidents. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, So we got cleanup at the headquarters. Kurtwood and Dick Jones get together. And Kurtwood is like, you know, look, you know, this is getting a little heavy. And Dick Jones is like, well, how would I give you a whole area that's... Well, Dick Jones is like, "You, you said you worked for me to a robotic police officer. Of course it recorded that, you idiot. (laughs) It's... It's made of the video co- recorder, you fool. Also, this is what I realized, like, OCP didn't make a master kill switch. Yes. That's weird. Dude. Like, you yes. would think that's the number one flaw. Like, it's the two people with the keys situation. Well, especially on the Ed 209, they couldn't turn him off and they had to, like, literally unplug him. It's like, well, okay, for the RoboCop program, we need to build in a failsafe. Yeah. Uh, RoboCop is fixing himself here. We also, really real quick, awesome. uh... Yeah, Dick Jones uh, has a really beautiful uh, rich man's version of working class people where he's because he's yes. like, well, Kurtwood Smith, you can walk away from this, but uh, we're going to start construction in two months. And that's a lot of poor people in trailers, which means prostitution and gambling. So that seems like your yeah. wheelhouse. And I was like, that is so hilariously what like out of touch rich oh, white man sure. thinks of people. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have a shanty town. Isn't that what you want? <laughs> How much can a banana cost? $10? Yeah. So Robocop's like using a screwdriver and taking himself apart. I think this looks really cool. Like very. It looks like the kind of uh, drill guns they use at like, uh, uh, like NASCAR. The kind oh, of pit yeah, crew uh, uses yeah, to take yeah, wheels off. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, they sort of like hide. They use this mirror to sort of hide the stuff that's going on with the like with the with the special effects and with the the stuff that's I have to say the, the the makeup is good. It doesn't look it's bad. It's very good. No, but I'm saying it's just like very clever like they they use this mirror and it's positioned in such a way that they can hide some of the stuff that they're doing. It's just smart film technique when you yeah. see it. Oh, he's all, she, all, she Nancy Allen also hid him out in the place where he died. Yes, which is a weird choice to be. Yeah. Uh so we got 
we go from this is like the big thing with the two of them where she's like, let me help you. And he's like, I don't want your help. This is too dangerous. And she brings him baby food and he shoots it, which is weird. She said, well, she also says like, we're partners. I'm like, well, what are you a cyborg? Like, right. And also it was like, respectfully, like two days. <laughs> like, you know, I, I think you're getting a little, little bit overly exerted here. Like theoretically, uh, Jimmy Olsen is Superman's partner, but he's just a regular right. dude. Right, right. So we have this uh, fun montage of chaos in Detroit. We talk about the the car that you mentioned that one oh, of the goons has acquired one. I will say I'm. And this sounds awful. Other than like, there's more cop killings than than there had been. What exactly are the police striking about? They're striking over them not bringing in more police. I think and like not they don't have the right equipment. They're overwhelmed because it wasn't really clear what there. It just kept being like. Well, the cops keep getting killed. And I'm like, well, that's part of what could happen at your job as a police I, officer. I think, it's, I think it's more like you're just throwing us into this war zone. We're under equipped. We're understaffed. We don't have enough gotcha. people to do this. Like you're Because I think one of the things in the very beginning is like mandatory double overtime for everybody. And it's like, what? Like, this is insane. That's okay. sort of the vibe. Yeah. Uh, but it's chaos in Detroit. We have this the SUX car that you 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 uh, talked about, and we get introduced to this delightfully insane like gun, like an eraser. It would be my ideal gun in a in a game in a video game, where, where it's like one shot and you blow up the whole car, and then the two goons are like practicing it and just blowing shit up all over the street, which is kind of crazy. There are two gay F slurs. Which I was like, we've come, yeah. we were so close. So close. There's 15 also, minutes left in this movie. Yeah, why? Why? Uh, Anne, uh, is, <laughs> Anne is sleeping on a pile of rebar in the hideout. I don't know <laughs> if you caught that. It's like the softest thing she could find was a pile of loose iron. Oh, Jesus, I missed that. Um, but the bad guys show up and they're like, let's, fig- let's, let's get them. And so they're all like walking with their giant bazooka guns. Yeah. And Robocop does the stupidest thing I've ever seen anyone do in a movie. He's like above them on a catwalk and he throws a can that they all turn around away from him and shoot. And they're like, damn it. And then he goes, are you looking for me? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, well, why did you distract the? I thought the distraction was so that they would, ex- there was explosions, which means he could shoot people without being noticed. Right. Like or Kurtwood Smith like, turns around, there's three dead men or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could have taken a bunch of these guys out while they were not looking. Instead, now they're all shooting at you. Um also I didn't I didn't mention this before, but this is a good a good movie for bald dudes. You got Kurtwood Smith, Peter yeah. Weller, the the redhead, uh Miguel Ferreira, bald or balding gentleman. Uh so there's now we get they're like, let's throw in some car chases into the gunfighting. Yeah. There's a really, really gnarly scene where a dude gets thrown into a vat of toxic waste. I loved it. Yeah. It's disgusting, but it's good disgusting. Because Robocop like jumps out of the way, so the car crashes in, and then the back of the van opens up and all the water's pouring out. And like he looks like Toxic Avenger. Yes, he does. Absolutely. And he's like his hands are melting and his lip is melting, and he goes up to who play who's the devil? It's Ray Ray Wise. Ray Wise. And he's like, help me. And Ray Wise is like, blah. Get off me, man. Yeah. And he shoves him away in, into the path of an oncoming car, and he turns into pudding. <laughs> you know, he turns into a bag of soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, I was like, oh, he's going to get hit by the car. Holy shit, he's a bag of soup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, li- they literally did fill a bag with soup to shoot this scene, I think. Nancy Allen gets shot a bunch as they as yeah. she falls into a ravine. Robocop confronts Kurtwood Smith while Ray Wise like gets 
the the crane above him to drop a shitload of steel beams on him. Yeah, yes. Robocop gets buried in uh, eye beams, which is like just absurd looking. And then Nancy Allen blows up Ray Wise. Yeah, which is awesome looking. Really great explosion. Uh, and then uh, Chekhov's fist spike as as Kurtwood Smith comes to taunt Robocop. Well, he taunts Robocop. He stabs him. He spears him. And I, and Robocop has like a geyser of blood. And I was like, why is there still that much blood in Robocop? Right. Yeah. It's, it seems like more blood than would be required for this many body parts. And then, yeah, he, like you said, he uh, his little data spike comes out and he stabs him in the head, which I want to know how Robocop. Got around his prime directive of uphold the law. Uh, well, I thought there was like a very sincere, like deprogramming thing happened, but I think I made that up. I don't remember that. Like, what yeah. it should have been, it should have been he was sentenced to, sentenced to death, but got off on a technicality. So sure. the law said, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they go to. Uh, well, there's there's a really sad part where where RoboCop is like. Don't worry, they'll put you back together. They always do. And I'm like, ooh, man. Yikes. So he drives over to OCP headquarters where Ed 209 is standing guard and he just blows it the fuck up. (laughs) There's like three of them there. No, it's just one. No, there's more than one. I promise. I thought it was the life of I thought it was just one. So I'll have to rewatch that. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, Dick Jones takes the CEO hostage, but the CEO very smartly is like, actually, you're fired. Go ahead and shoot him, RoboCop. And RoboCop, because he plays the video for everyone that says, like, I killed yeah. whatever guy, who the guy who made RoboCop. Yeah, and Miguel he gets Ferrer. fired so that RoboCop can shoot the shit out of him and fly him out the window. And then there's a weird puppet with long arms. It's so bizarre looking. I don't know why the arms get extended. <laughs> why are they so long? I don't know. It's the one bad. It's the one truly bad effect in this. It's like suddenly the arms are stretch Armstrongy. Yeah. And then the ending shot of the movie is Miguel Ferreira's like second. I, I don't know that the guy, the, char- the character must get a name in passing, but I didn't get it. But he's like with Miguel Ferreira. He's the one who makes the comment of like, that's life in the big city. He has this like shit eating grin and a huge thumbs up to RoboCop. Like, yeah, you really threw that asshole out a window. And well, it's I think like, it's because he killed his yeah. friend. Yeah. And it's just like, boom, freeze frame. Movie well, no, because RoboCop, he says, what's your name? He goes, Murphy. And then it's like RoboCop. And I was like, that was it. <laughs> yeah. I so said this very clearly sets up a RoboCop two in which it's Peter Weller and, uh, and, and Lewis, uh, Nancy Allen. Allen. Okay. Is she back to the sequels? I don't know. I've never seen, I've never seen any of these. Um, But this is one of those weird franchises where like, there's eventually at some point a kid's cartoon spinoff. Like this is a, that happened a lot, but this is like one of the, this is like Rambo and that it's a very weird one where it's like, this is a movie 100% for adults, not in the least bit for children, but they were like, we could sell a lot of toys of this. And so they did. And then it became a children's property because they were like, ah, toys. Yes. I mean, I was going to say the fact that like RoboCop is a toy machine basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this movie, this fran- I, I've not seen the sequels. If you're out there listening and you think it's worth the time, love to hear it from you. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know anything about them other than that generally people don't really care for them, I would think. Or maybe the second one is okay and the third one's bad, but it's just generally they're not very beloved as far as I'm aware. Uh, so as a fellow first-timer, what what are your final thoughts and your uh, do you recommend this? It was fine. Um, yeah, I, if, if you if you like this kind of thing, sure. Um, but I don't think yeah. it's for people. I don't. It's it's of the quadrant. This is for if you were if this is not for you, you probably will not like it. 
Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, I, for me, I thought this was awesome. Like, I this really worked for me. I love the satire stuff. The effects are incredible. Peter Weller does a ton of great. We didn't talk about this all that much, but like, you know, you only get to see the bottom third of his face and it's still like good facial expressions through there. It's like watching a yeah. really good uh, uh, wrestler in a mask where like they emote with their body in a way. It's really, really great stuff. Uh, competent woman sidekick who is not at all sexualized and it's just like dope. It's like so much yeah. fun to watch that. It's like, like it's just great to watch. I really enjoyed that part too. Um, yeah, I think this movie rules like this. This is not the movie I thought it was for a long. The reason I ever watched this is because I thought it was something that it isn't, which is like a big, dumb action movie for idiots. And it's mm-hmm. not that it's it's I mean, it is a big, dumb action movie, but it's also very smart, I think. And also it's good. Like, it's just it's one of the better action movies, even if you take the satire out. Yeah. The action is incredible. So it's I, it's, it's got good action. And, and I like the satire. But I think if you aren't if you are not yeah. a an action person, it, yes, I don't think the satire is enough to pull you in. I, I would agree with that. This doesn't feel like anybody can watch this and love it. I'm, I'm in agreement. But I do like this a lot. I think it's great. It's a really great movie. Um, thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to rate and review uh, and subscribe or follow, I think is now what you're supposed to use uh, in, in Apple. But uh, if you use Apple Podcasts, follow us. You know, those things help. Uh, tell two friends if you haven't done that yet. If you like the show, help spread the word. We always appreciate that. You know, talk us up wherever you see people talking about podcasts. We'll be back in two weeks for an episode on a movie I know Andrew's dying to cover is Death Becomes Her. One of my fucking favorites. I don't like it as much as you, but I did really enjoy this when I watched it not that long ago. And uh, we're venturing into the 90s. You know, it's another big anniversary. Um, 30 years for this one, I think, is 92. Yeah, 30 mm-hmm. years. Um, so yeah, that'll be a fun one. And that'll be uh, two weeks from now at the end of August. Sorry, we missed that episode. But again, life, life got in the way and we, we put something out for you to listen to at least. So hopefully you enjoyed the throwback eps. Um, not planning on doing that all that often, obviously, but we were eight years before we missed an episode. So I think that's pretty good. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until next time. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.